take a let's take a look at some uh, news because there's a lot of it, and then then let's listen to a story I really wanted to play yesterday about a brave Uvalde mother and how she saved her kids during the Uvalde massacre. You probably won't hear much about this from the mainstream media because it doesn't quite fit their narrative. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you're all having a great Wednesday. Today's going to be kind of an exciting day. We'll, talk, we'll get to that. We'll get to that during our news portion. But first, more Kamala hair, uh, more more Kamalaisms. I I swear, we just every day I should just find at least two clips that make the Democrats look like total dumbasses. So here in this first one, uh, Karen Jean Pierre again is asked about the economy by, of course, again Peter Ducey, and I I don't understand how. This administration hasn't figured out a way to give kind of a decent answer when it comes to the economy, an answer that doesn't make them look so far out of touch, but they just can't do it. And I I don't know why they just, uh, there's so many things they could do just to get this out of the way is just admit they were wrong. They can't do it. They won't do it. I mean, Janet Yellen of the, the head of the Fed has said, yeah, I kind of screwed up with, I kind of screwed up with uh, inflation. Why can't you guys just admit it? Okay, yeah, we screwed up. We're going in a different direction, because they don't want to go in a different direction. That's what it comes down to. Okay, well, anyway, let's listen to uh, Karen Jean Pierre and her. Just God, she's terrible. Thank God she's black and gay. Listen. What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you, is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we feel here at this administration, and other experts as well, is that we feel that we are in a good position to take on inflation. We are in a good position to really start uh, really working on... Only two words for that, horse pucky. Is she kidding? Is she absolutely... The best economy historically? We don't even have as good an economy as we had 365 days ago. Again, she better come out with better answers. Because I got news for you. This stuff, they're not going to stop asking these questions. Especially as we're hanging around 8.5% inflation. Gas prices last night went up a nickel. They are looking at another 25% gas hike in the next week. California already has $10 a gallon gas prices. But, you know, hey, I this wasn't even the dumbass answer of the day. I, I'm talking the day. They, These guys are so stupid, they give me daily, daily clips that can be used. Here is Senator, Senator from Mississippi, or Michigan, excuse me, Debbie Stabenow. And she talks about how she's not concerned about gas prices at all 
because, get this, she has an electric vehicle. I do have to say just on the issue of uh, uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle, I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. This woman is just incredible. Okay, first off, I don't know how else to say this. Everything that's happening right now is on purpose. This is not an accident, and these people are justifying it. She hates you. That's what it is. She hates you gas-guzzling peons. She's completely apathetic to those she serves. And she's kind of an idiot here because she actually admits that the supply chain crisis made it harder for her to get her Tesla. But what she doesn't realize is how out of touch she is. How many people can afford a $100,000 car? Because you know that's what she drove. She doesn't care about the gas prices. She couldn't care less. Hey, but you know what? She will care because Michigan, where she serves, has an underpowered power grid. And they are expecting they are expecting Michigan to have rolling blackouts all the time. So, question for you, how is she going to charge her car? Now, you heard people, I, I've heard people, because they, they, this went viral. And I heard people say, well, you know, she's just kind of a, you know bad person and and no this person needs to be shamed she's a miserable human being she doesn't give a rat's ass about the people she doesn't give a damn about inflation because she's paid 170 no no she's a senator she's paid two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year so she doesn't care this isn't a big deal for her and we won't even talk about all the investments she's making because we know that they don't get into trouble for insider trading or anything like that But here's the thing. This is what's really important about this statement. This is why the founding fathers, this is why um, senators, House members, and the president shouldn't get paid. And by the way, the founding fathers didn't uh, didn't implement term limits because senators, House members, and uh, the president weren't getting paid. Remember, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson did not continue. They would have been, George Washington could have been president until he died. But he didn't want to because he had to get out of the White House to run his business. These people make too much money. And this is my problem. Maybe it's time these people earn $40,000, $50,000 a year so that they are in the same position as the regular people. Maybe then they'll give a rat's ass about him a little bit. Because I guarantee you, this this broad, she's going and having steak or salmon tonight with asparagus and a nice wine and, and all this crap. And she will not even think twice about whether or not you got to worry about eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Absolutely disgusting. All right, anyway, let's get to the news. Um... There's some big news out there. A California man was arrested 
trying to sneak onto the property of Brett Kavanaugh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh. He was in his mid-twenties. There's not no name was released. Not a lot of details about this guy was released. He was carrying <coughs> a gun and a knife plus burglary tools. Now, luckily, he didn't even get onto the property. He was stopped before he even got to the property. But apparently, this guy has a history of threatening Brett Kavanaugh. When he was arrested, he told police, yeah, he went there to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Of course, this is in Maryland, which means he's probably out of jail already. But when are these guys going to release this uh, this Roe versus Wade opinion? I, that's the other thing. It seems to me this is immoral. Right now, there's a ton of pressure being put on these conservative judges because they think they could actually overturn these judges' opinions. Wouldn't it be better to take the stress off these judges by just releasing the opinion? Because that's what's going to happen. Now, we thought uh, the opinion might be released today because the, the Supreme Court did release a bunch of opinions today. And, of course, that wasn't one of them. That freaking John Roberts, he's a piece of crap. I swear to God, that guy's, that guy, he's immoral for not releasing that opinion. Yes, there's going to be terrorism. Of course, they keep saying it's going to be terrorism on both sides. I don't know why right people, conservatives, would you know burn down cities. Because A, they've never burned down cities before, and B, uh, if we won, why would we burn down a city? But anyway, um, why don't they release this opinion? The only thing I have to say is the longer they hold this opinion, the more likely it's, it's going to overturn Roe versus Wade and uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Because they would have released it by now if it wasn't going to, just to ease the stress out there. And by the way, all this crap you hear, even from conservatives that say, well, I, you can't blame Democrats for what an individual does. No, bull. Democrats own this. If any one of those Supreme Court justices has a hair on their head harmed, Democrats own this. They've been pushing for these protests. They've been supporting these people. And if anything happens to a Supreme Court justice, they own it. And I'm going to point to them. I'm going to point to Nancy Pelosi. I'm going to point to Chuck Schumer. I'm going to point to Maxine Waters because they've been encouraging this crap. I'm going to point to CNN. I'm going to point to MSNBC because they've been pushing this. Okay, so and next story. Uh, the Biden administration seems to think that uh, bringing in celebrities is going to help their popularity. Of course, for all we know, Joe Biden has died. We're going to find out tomorrow on the Jimmy Kimmel show. That's later. But um, they, so last week they brought in a K-pop band, which is a Korean pop singing band, band to talk about anti-Asian hate. Well, first thing is why you, well, no one cared. I mean, okay, no one even heard of these guys, but why they are bringing in a band from Korea to talk about anti-Asian hate crimes in the United States is kind of a mystery, even to this day. We don't, we don't quite understand why they did that. It makes no sense. 
Why didn't you bring a, a Korean that was actually mugged by a uh, by an anti uh, an Asian hate hater? Well, the reason is because unlike what the media wants to push, where white supremacy is causing anti anti Asian hate, most hate is coming from the black community. So it, this whole thing was just really weird. So yesterday, the administration brought actor Matthew McConaughey to talk about gun control. Uh, now, McConaughey does have political aspirations. He was thinking of running. He lives in Texas. He was thinking of running for governor in Texas. He changed his mind because he would have had no chance. Uh, and they brought him because I guess he was born and raised in Yovalde. I mean, he hasn't lived there in, in forever. But he was born and raised in Yovalde. And, of course, he pushed gun control, which was, yeah, no. He didn't change anybody's mind yesterday. But he did bring up some things that were kind of interesting. He brought up the reestablishment of the family, which is something the left doesn't go for. He, was, he brought up, maybe it's time to start hardening our schools and protecting our students. That's a good thing. I can go for that. And he also wanted to bring back the idea the American ideals. He wanted the implementation of the American ideals and patriotism to be something that we really need to celebrate in this country. He also said, we have a mental health crisis because this crap wasn't happening before and suddenly it is now. Why is that happening? These are all great questions. And this is all I can agree with all of that stuff. His gun control measures... I think I could out-debate him on his gun control measures. I don't believe in pretty much any of that stuff. But he did admit that, you know, we shouldn't be taking guns out of the hands of people who are legal, but not really worrying about the mental health crisis or the crime or any of that stuff. We need to worry about both. But that doesn't mean we can't have restriction on guns. So I, I, I'd like to hear some of his ideas. He, By the way, he didn't really give any ideas. Universal background checks, which I'm against. Red flag laws, which I'm for. But just an FYI, there were red flag laws in Texas and it didn't stop this guy. This guy already had problems with the police. This guy already had mental disorders. He's still able to go buy two guns. He did have a background check. I'm against universal background checks because that is creates a database of gun owners. It also um, makes it that if my ex-wife decides to gets interviewed, that's what a universal background check is. They interview people around you, including people that may not like you, and there's no uh, due process when it comes to figuring out if this guy should own a gun. So that's why I'm against universal background checks. But there are a lot of things we can talk about. I have no problem with that. Later on the, <coughs> on the Brett, <coughs> excuse me, later on the Brett Bear show, we got his strategy. He believes Democrats were doing this whole thing wrong because um, they were trying to go for an all or nothing approach to gun control. And he believes that the best way to implement gun control is go on a slice-by-slice -slice basis. Start stripping rights slowly. And this is where I realized, yeah, I like, I like 
Matthew McConaughey. I love his movies. I think some of his movies are very good. Interstellar is probably one of my favorite movies outside of Armageddon. I think it is a fantastic movie. And he seems like he's a nice guy. He seems like he's he's an intellectual. He thinks. He's kind of like a, a Bill Maher a progressive, which I have no problem with. He'll discuss things. But his main goal here, I think, was cloaked by all the other crap he said. He appeared to be acting. And Matt, come on, dude, you act better than that. He appeared to be acting yesterday, and he appeared to be plucking at the heartstrings of the people. And he did. It worked. But, I mean, he had Fox News completely fooled. Fox News was drooling over the guy. And it's kind of like, um, d no, don't go drooling over this guy. He's a, he's a gun control freak. You can tell. Listen to what he said. So, um, I, I take what he said w with a grain of salt. I do agree with his positions that we need to come together and come to some sort of agreement. That's never going to happen. Even though, unless you've got the rhinos in Congress that decide to, yeah, let's do that. I, and then start giving up our rights and get nothing back. That's usually what happens. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it, again, um, the White House is just trying to bring actors because they can't get their message out. So bring in an actor. Bring in a K-pop band. That'll help them out. We'll get more into that later because they're continuing that same line. They're, go they're going to get drubbed in November. They're going to get absolutely killed in November. Even CNN is saying... There's a very good chance they're going to lose. They're they're definitely going to lose the House. There is a very good chance they're going to lose the Senate. And looking at what's happening in Georgia, yeah, they're probably going to lose the Senate. And they're going to lose it pretty good. So, but Democrats are in for a drubbing in November, not because of Matthew McConaughey or even the Biden administration, though they have a lot. Um, we can already see it. So yesterday, uh, they had primaries throughout the country. In California, which is the bluest state, I think, in the country, I would say it's bluer than New York. It's bluer than Illinois. Yeah, Democrats got drubbed. Right now, Chesa Boudin, the San Francisco DA, who is the son of two weather underground terrorists and a huge proponent of prison reform, and by prison reform means... Don't put anyone in prison. He was recalled out of office yesterday. Now, this is what he said after he was... And mind you, this guy, he was ousted by 60% of the voters. It wasn't even close. They pretty much doubled his... Uh, doubled his... Um, uh, the vote for him to stay. And the people who voted for him weren't the blacks or the hispanics that's another huge thing that happened yesterday blacks and hispanics and the poor actually voted to get him out it was rich white liberals that voted to keep him in and we can see they're a minority they had something like 35 percent of the vote it was very low so he was pretty ticked off about it he said after the election quote people are angry they're frustrated and i want to be very clear about what happened tonight the right-wing billionaires outspent us three to one. They exploited an environment in which people are appropriately upset, and they created an electoral dynamic. Uh, 
where we are literally shadow boxing. Voters are not given an opportunity to choose between criminal justice reform and something else. They were given an opportunity to voice their frustrations and their outrage, and they took that opportunity. Now, let's, uh, okay, let's, let's be very, very, very clear. What right-wing billionaires are in California? Elon Musk moved out, and he's not right-wing. So exactly what right-wing billionaires is he talking about? I don't recall there being any right-wing billionaires. Is he talking about Mark Zuckerberg? He's right-wing? Is he talking about uh, the guy who used to own Twitter? Is he really right-wing? Is he talking about Bill Gates? Or is he really right-wing? Actually, Bill Gates is in Washington, so that's a different different story altogether. But what right-wing billionaires is he talking about? And by the way, wasn't this guy funded in his initial election by George Soros? A billionaire leftist? Well, whatever. He can, he can whine and cry as he walks out of his office and hopefully the door hits him smack in the ass. And, and the other thing he forgot, seemed to forget, is that uh, San Francisco has a huge crime problem, a huge drug problem, a huge homelessness problem, a mental health problem. Businesses are leaving the city and, closed, and shuttering their, their stores because of uh, looting. That's happening in broad daylight. No one's doing anything about it. But he lost because of the right wing. Okay. So next up, George Gascon. He looks like he's going to be recalled. And this will be the second time. That's going to be a tougher one. We'll have to see what's going to happen with George Gascon. But this time, I think George Gascon, the DA of Los Angeles, who's in San Francisco is bad. LA is worse. Okay, because LA is bigger. They have train robberies now in L.A. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Okay, other news. Uh, there's a 15,000-person caravan, men, women, and children this time, that's coming, that's coming up from uh, Central America. What's the shock is now there's evidence that the United Nations is actually supporting this caravan and funding this caravan. When... Are we going to have a president that has the balls to say, get the freaking United Nations out of there, tear down that building, salt the earth, piss on the ground, and build a Starbucks in New York? I mean, it's great property. I, the UN is the most anti-United States, anti-capitalist, anti-democratic organization in the world, and we are paying for it. Okay, so Kamala Harris, in response, because, you know, she is the... Uh, immigration czar, or whatever they decide to call it, instead of like closing off the border, I don't know, building a wall, enforcing our laws, right? Working with Mexico, she's decided, well, we're going to fix this by sending another $2 billion to Central American countries. By the way, half the problem that's happening in Central America is that the reason these people are leaving is because of government corruption. Where do you think that $2 billion is going? Yeah, probably to line the pockets of government officials. All right. Finally, Joe Biden hasn't done an interview in three months, and he's decided he's going to do one. And the interview he's going to do, the first since February, is to sit down with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, that's going to be a hard-hitting interview. It's going to be things like, how do you feel today? And 
how do you feel today and and what type of ice cream and what you have for lunch and crap like that that's going to be a hard that's a, i think that's tonight that's going to be a hard hitting interview way to way to go out there don't go don't go to fox news or even cnn cnn will ask you some tough questions msnbc probably not but that's your first sit-down interview since February? Jimmy Kimmel? Who, if I will not be surprised, if Jimmy Kimmel in the middle of the interview starts sucking him off. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch because there are going to be gaffes left and right. You know that's going to happen. Uh, unless, you know, Joe Biden is actually officially dead already and he's going to have his wife behind him, Dr. Jill behind him, sticking his her hand up his neck and start uh, making his mouth move. I don't know. We're going to have to see. I, 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 I'm not going to watch it because I, I don't want to watch it, but it's going to be interesting to see the clips. And finally, last bit of news, the January 6th commission has decided to hold a primetime spectacular and they promise to release news, new material and excite people to vote for Democrats in November. And that's exactly what this whole thing is for. They're not even hiding it. They're saying, hey, you got to vote for Democrats because January 6th. They keep pointing to January 6th, which last I checked was a year and a half ago. And it was 200 droogs who broke in. Or, well, 200 droogs that supposedly broke into the Capitol building right now. We already know there weren't 200 drugs that broke into the Capitol building. That the Capitol Police were actually letting them into the Capitol building. And so the Democrats created this January 6th commission that has nothing but Democrats on it. So, and then two leftist Republicans. I mean, to call, to call Cheney and that other character rhinos... Um, that's an insult to rhinos. They're not even Republicans in name only. They are complete. They are they are progressives at best. So this thing is going. This thing is going to be held. It is produced by the same guy who produced ABC News, Nightline, and Good Morning America. Gosh whiz, why don't we trust the media? So you're going to have a guy from ABC producing this thing. Which means we're going to probably see some fireworks, laser lights, all sorts of fun crap. It is also going to be sh shown on every network, ABC, CBS, NBC, <coughs> CNN, MSNBC. It's going to be shown on all networks except Fox News. The oh, reason they don't want it on Fox News? Because they want ratings and they're probably going to get them too. So, yay. I, I know, again, what's going to come out of this? Probably zero. I don't think they have anything new. As a matter of fact, Republicans are talking today and they're sitting back and saying, well, why don't they just, um, I mean, what about the security? Why was, on that day, why was uh, the Capitol Police only 50% done? Why did the, 50%, they only had 50% of the Capitol Police there that day. When uh, the mayor of Washington, D.C. was asked whether or not she wanted the National Guard to be posted, why did they say no? And by the way, who is some, were some of these people? Were they actually protesters or rioters? Or were they FBI and were they Antifa? None of these questions were asked. And that's the problem. 
why they couldn't have a Republican on this committee. Jim Jordan was supposed to be on this committee. He definitely has opinions about this. They, they didn't have him on there. Okay, so there, there's the news in a quick, I know it was supposed to be quick, but it really wasn't. Um, let's get to one of the main things I wanted to cover. I wanted to cover this yesterday. This came out on Sunday, uh, and it was really an important story, so I decided to leave it for today. Uh, I haven't talked too much about the massacre in Uvalde, uh, and that's because there hasn't been much to talk about. There hasn't been a lot of news about what was going on. Well, we now know there is some stuff that's really kind of important, and the main stuff is that the Uvalde Police Department was lying to us. We also know that this kid was really screwed up. He actually did have some problems well before the shooting, and no one did anything about it. So here's what we know. The shooter was outside the school for a full 12 minutes before entering the school. Now, what's the big deal about that? The Uvalde police were already there, and they never engaged the shooter. The police lied about um, the shooter being uh, being um, confronted by a resource officer at the school. That was a lie. We now know there was no resource officer at the school, and the kid just walked in. We never heard there was supposedly this kid walked through the back in an open door. In an open door that was left open by a teacher. We didn't hear anything about that open door. We didn't hear anything about that teacher. Now, apparently, that might not be true. The teacher may have closed that door and the kid walked through the front. That's a possibility. We still don't know. And now we know that they waited over an hour, 75 minutes, before they actually confronted the shooter. And the shooter was shooting which means he was executing kids and they did nothing about it. But what, And then the only reason the shooter got confronted was that a special operations border patrol agent showed up, said screw it, walked in, killed the shooter, and got shot for his trouble. Well, now we know. The police, the video was released showing the police were fighting with parents and we didn't know if this was true or not. But they were fighting with parents who were trying to get in the school and save their children while shooting was going on. There was a story about a woman who ran into the school unarmed, saved two children, and then ran out of the school with her two children. Now, I heard this. There was no video. There was, there was no interviews. We really didn't know if it was true or not. Well, now there is. Not only does it turn out there's video of her running into the, the uh, school and running out of her school with the two kids, but she was interviewed by CBS. I want you to hear this interview. And I want you to think about this for a second. And then I definitely have some very strong opinions about this. Yep. Right, immediately put me in cuffs. She says after Uvalde police officers told marshals to uncuff Gomez, she ran towards the school. As soon as they uncuffed me, I jumped that first gate fence. And once I jumped it, I went to my son's class. And I knocked on the door and I remember the teacher saying, 
Um, I'm like, hey, they're already, they're already um, bulge cutting the fence to get me. She's like, you think we have time to get out? I said, y'all have time. I'm going to run for my other son. Once she was assured her son was okay, Gomez ran to get her other child, encountering more officers who tried to stop her. So I start yelling and I'm being a cooperative and I'm like, well, y'all aren't doing What are y'all doing? Y'all ain't doing Y'all need to be in here. Give me your vest. Somebody give me a vest. Something. I started paying attention to how far the shots were being so that I knew the shooter was all the way still by my first son's class. So when I went to my son, my second son's door, the teacher didn't want to open the door for me. So that's when they started um, escorting me out. And as I, as I see that they're opening my son's door, I go run for my son and I get him. With both of her kids out safe, Gomez still can't shake the thought of those who didn't make it. While you were inside the school, did you see officers there inside the school? There was not one officer inside the school when I ran to my second son's class. There was not one officer. And you were hearing gunshots, so you knew you that could hear the it gunshots. was an active shooter. It was still active. The gunshots were still active. They were not in there. There was no one in there. If anything, when I pulled up, my car was closer to the school than, the, where, than where the snipers and everybody that was laying on the ground were. When you heard that it took law enforcement 75 minutes before they went in and stopped the shooter, what was your thinking, having been inside the school yourself? I don't know. I was just thinking that they could have saved many more lives. They could have gone into that classroom and maybe two or three would have been gone, but they could have saved a whole, a whole more, the whole class. They could have done something, gone through the window, sniped them through the window. I mean something but nothing was being done if anything they were being more aggressive on us parents that were willing to go in there and like i told one of the officers i don't need you to protect me get away from me i don't need your protection if anything i need you to go in there with me to go protect my kids and what's disturbing about this video is and this video was released by i i don't know who this guy is his name his uh, twitter handle is viva fry la viva fry What's disturbing about this is that it's probably going to be cut out of the original story. And the reason it's going to be cut out of the original story, it's not part of the narrative. Okay, first off, first thing it teaches you, the government doesn't care about your kids. That people, the only people who care about your kids are you. You know your kids' names, you know their birthdays, you take care of them, you've raised them. The government doesn't care. This is where you get things like gender ideology and CRT in, in public schools. They don't care about your kids. The government will not protect you. This is a, this is a narrative that she's basically bringing up. Give me a badge. What she should have said is give me a gun. I'll take care of it. And this is a little woman. And she bravely ran into the school and rescued her two kids while the police officers were standing around doing nothing. You know what would have helped? If all those parents had guns and they'd walked in there and went after this guy themselves. Because the police won't do it. And this is why this interview might be cut off. This is why this woman's story has not been made viral in any of the mainstream media. Because the government doesn't give a damn about your kids. That was shown. And parents care about their kids. Only parents care about their kids. And that if these parents had guns, they would have gone there ablazing. Heck, they can't even say... And by the way, this is in Texas. Very conservative. Uvalde is a very conservative place. And they didn't do anything about it. 
What do you think is going to happen in New York where they don't really give a damn about anybody in New York? This just proves care for your own kids, worry about yourselves, F the government. They don't know they don't they don't care. They don't know your kids. They've never taken care of your kids, but they want to raise them. Well, F you. We'll do it ourselves. And by the way, let me keep my guns because I cannot I cannot assume that the government is going to protect me. They're not. And that's what the left is really pushing. And that's why this gal's story is not going to go viral. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can actually take a look at the links in the videos. I do have a new video that's being uploaded, but it's taken forever. Uh, it will be on. It will be online uh, probably this afternoon. I still have a twenty-seven percent to upload. Take care of yourselves. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.